0: What's up all you hooligans, welcome to episode 786, we got some good stuff going on today, great video coming up showing you just how cool bikers really are, but first, the 1970s is no more, it's 2022, they tell me this all the time, get with the times man, Yes, we're going to take a look at a letter to the editor in regards to Sonny Varger's world. Yes, there's a lot of them coming out now, all over the internet, in regards to Sonny's death. Everybody's chiming in now. So we're going to take a look at that. Also, you got to give it to Kim Coates, man. You know, that was Tig from the Sun's Anarchy. Now he's a He's a badass actor. He really is. And he gets nothing but roles that have to do with bikers now. And he is turning them down. And he's going to tell you why. We're going to take a look at that. Also, there's a conclusion to... Uh, The deal in the Abilene Banditos deal, guy got uh, probation as long as he promises not to hang around or associate anymore. So that is up. Let's get going to the letter to the editor. I'm finding these hilarious. You know, a lot of these people are saying, oh, in the 70s or the 60s, I did this and I did that. I met this guy. I met that guy. Now, I have to admit, if I were be you know, to be able to choose what decade that I was brought up in, see, I was in the 90s, but I would have loved the 60s and 70s talking about a party. I'd have loved to been in there. Oh my god, I, you know what? I'm so jealous of all the old timers, man. I really am. I'm jealous, 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 jealous. Good stuff. Now, this was a letter to the editor of the Press Herald.com and he wrote a letter to the editor a road trip into Sonny Barger's biker world. Uh Everybody knows Sonny uh just passed away. He's the notorious Hell's Angel. He is not a founder. Not the founder of the club. But they're never gonna get, you know, he was the face of the club, Oakland, all that type of stuff, but they'll never get that. Uh never get that right. I write to reflect on Mr. Barger, not to praise him. That is a common Read now, they want to you know write about him, but then they don't want to praise how he was, he lived his life the way he wanted to, and he really did epitomize. He's the godfather of clubs, man. No matter where you want to put it, uh, 50 years ago, the summer of '72, I bet that was something else, but I bet uh, the summer '69 was even better. Uh, he goes on to say, I landed my first job in advertising. Oh my goodness gracious, we probably got a hugger here. McMullen Advertising was the in-house agency for AWE Choppers, manufacturers of custom motor parts. This was three years after the movie Easy Rider. We toiled in cahoots with Street Chopper Magazine, Motorcycle Impressio, Tom McMullen lorded all over the three enterprises, processing an uncanny net for, for uh, photographing choppers. I don't think it's that hard to take a picture of a motorcycle, do you? Uh, the magazine dispatched a mechanic and Mia on a cross country summer spree to biker events. Don't complain. I wish somebody would do that for me. Our van hauled Tom Uber's Cherry Harley Sporty and a sleek Honda 750. Now, a lot of you guys are out there, 750, what? They were some badass bikes when you chopped them out, man. I had one. They were bad. Uh, You know what? I wish I never got rid of that. There's so many bikes I wish I never got rid of. My hair was long. I was unshaving. (laughs) <laughs> Good way of putting it. I stopped bathing to not only look, but smell the part. It, well, you know what? I got to admit the older guys, they really didn't believe in the bathing. I got to admit that, man. I felt sorry for the broads that had to go down. You know what I mean? Our itinerary took us from Southern Cali up to Reno, Boise, Chicago. Uh, rock and roll, man. Uh, let's see here. Knowing my photographs might land a guy's bike in street shop, there I was offered incomparable inducements. Once I expressed a penic for rum and coke, after defining a penic, a trike roared off to fetch a case of Bacardi. I was offered all manner of drugs, loot, including uh companionship, and you didn't take it. This is the nineteen seventies. Crazy. Regrettably, I never enjoyed a Cuban liberty with Sonny Barger somewhere. Somehow, today is crafting a bio-optic. I'm just uh, recalling my fleeting fling with his biker world. Okay, it was everybody's world back then. But Buddy Doyle is the one that wrote this letter to the editor. And see why I'm jealous of the 1970s? I really am jealous. You guys got to party it up, man. That is so uncool that it's not happening nowadays like that. But, yeah, that was a letter to the editor. Let's go to our next one. A nice video clip here of bikers really doing awesome. And more specifically, a biker church. Now, you know what? I believe in the man upstairs. And I wish there was a biker church around me, man. Because I swear, I don't like going to regular churches because they're always judgmental and stuff like that. You want to be around your own. But take a look at this real
1: quick. So we, uh, we, we're we getting ready to have ceiling fans put in here.
2: Pastor Philip Morris is cleaning up his worship space ahead of Sunday service. The four-year pastor is the head of Freedom Biker Church of Monroe. Well, in
1: 2004 or five, the State Baptist Convention in North Carolina started trying to reach certain people groups. So they started biker churches, they started cowboy churches, military churches.
2: Monroe's biker church has been in service since 2008 and Morris is its second pastor.
1: It was really originally designed to reach the biker community and we still do that. We go to motorcycle rallies, we have relationships with the outlaw motorcycle clubs in Charlotte metro
2: Morris bought his first Harley-Davidson at 19 and still rides a motorcycle. He says on a typical Sunday, his parking lot is full of them.
1: I would say majority Harley-Davidson's. There's probably 20 to 30 bikes here on a Sunday. Um, couple of uh, European bikes, but mostly Harley-Davidson.
2: But Morris says after his church moved into this building in December of 2020, they started to notice other visitors to their parking lot, Union County Sheriff's Office patrol cars and EMS vehicles.
1: Our deputies, like I said, are out on the road 24-7. Um, they do work in shifts, but it is extremely important for them to be able to get out of their car, stretch their legs, walk around a little bit.
2: Lieutenant James May with the Sheriff's Office says they were first approached several months ago, saying Pastor Morris and his church wanted to offer them use of their fellowship hall. May says in the past few months, deputies have used the hall to write reports and catch a breather about 30 times.
1: We are very fortunate in Union County. We've got multiple um, businesses and churches that Look out for our deputies, and this is just one more example of that.
2: Morris says he and the congregation started putting out coffee, snacks, and even ice cream for the deputies, offering them refuge during their workday.
1: I want them to feel welcome to use this as their own.
2: Volunteers from the church keep the space clean, and others keep the snacks stocked, something Morris says they are glad to offer to first responders from across the county.
1: Twenty years ago, bikers in general probably wouldn't have thought to let's help the cops out. So uh, it's kind of interesting to see how the the biker community, the Christian biker community, have embraced it and really supported it.
0: Awesome stuff, right there. Awesome stuff. You know what? He was right, man. In you know the old days, you know cops and bikers really didn't get along. Now it's like all flipped on its head, man. I'm serious. It's flipped on its head. And sometimes I'm like, holy cow, things have changed. The line is gone. They freaking uh, kick that line it's done over with anyway we're gonna talk about Kim Coates but first man I took China Dow out to go see Maverick uh with Tom Cruise badass movie gotta go take a look a lot of cool ass shots scenes of uh, the f18s and uh, yeah I'm not gonna spoil it for you but it was good if I had to give it four uh, you know stars I'd give it a four you know it's not as good as the first one I don't think but hey I was around when it first came out at the theater. But anyway, we got uh, Kim Coates here. He turned down three biker roles after Sons of Anarchy. Now, you got to admit, man, his uh, role with Tig, man, he pulled it off perfectly. Even though at the end, you know, with, uh, yeah, his relationship, if you will, I found it a little freaky for Tig, man. I, I did. Uh, but during an interview with Neon Lights, Kim Coates broke down how he selects his roles and why he turned down other biker characters. Uh, again, he played it freaking awesome, man. Uh, it ran from 20 or 2008 to 2014, and we all know what that did to the biker scene. Now, according to Coates, he picks his roles for various reasons, and one of those includes doing something different. Quote, man, I say this all the time, and it's true. I never played the same guy again, and there's always got to be something different about the guy, or I won't do it. Like when Sons of Anarchy was over, I got offered three biker movies. I said no to all of them. Because I just finished Sons of Anarchy. You don't want to be typecast, man. You don't want to be typecast. You don't want to put yourself in a box. And I think that was a good choice. Uh, Despite turning down other biker roles, Coates uh, commented in a previous interview with EW that when he did play Tig, he was blessed and loved it. The show is so draconian Shakespeare Greek tragedy that I'm just really a blessed actor to be given some of this heavy emotional stuff that Sutter trusts me with. He loved playing Tig. Now, he is now in Neon Lights uh, as Denver Kane, and he's a methodical and daunting uh, advisor of a tech tycoon who is battling his mental health while experience a hostile takeover of the uh the company? So that is Kim Coates' new project right there. And of course, he was in uh the Mayans. We'll see how that turns out. You know, the Mayans, not you know, not my thing. That's what I'd have to say. Not my thing. Anyway, let's go to Abilene right now. Uh A bandito, he gets probation for violent robbery of a rival club member. And I like how they put it. A bandito biker. (laughs) What is that? Anyway, has uh, been sentenced to uh, probation after being found guilty of violently robbing a rival club member who drove through bandito turf while wearing the rival club's vest. You're always going to get caught, man. Always going to get caught. That's all I have to say. Uh, Justin L. DeVa received a 10-year probation sentence after a jury found him guilty of robbery uh, in connection to an incident that took place in July of 2018 as a condition of his probation he was ordered to spend 120 days in jail and pay a $1,000 fine. Not a bad deal, not a bad deal. During his sentencing, he testified that he would no longer associate with the Bandito Motorcycle Club if granted probation. According to Abilene's criminal district attorney's office, he said he would have no problem doing so. And from this stipulation, the judge also ordered him not to be in contact with any other affiliated clubs. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. They usually do that all the time, but... I never heard a guy said that'd be no problem. Anyway, he might not be a bandito anymore. Uh, Two other bandito bikers, Daniel Machado and Jesse Trevino, were also arrested for the crime. And this is very, very, very important. Machado was found not guilty. Not guilty. And Trevino is still awaiting his day in court. That's the only thing that worries me, man, right there. It's awesome that one was found not guilty, but this Trevino, uh, he got his probation and now he can't be around the club. Can that be brought in to the next trial? Will it make the jury bias according to what happened to him? I don't know, man. And that's the problem with, A lot of stuff with these summations and crap, it's pretty messed up. Because if one pleads guilty with a deal, and then you have the summation where, yeah, it was a criminal gang, it was a criminal this, 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 does that get into the next? And that's what I'd worry about right there. I would. I'd worry big time about something like that. Uh, Anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now. Don't forget to like and subscribe over on YouTube. We'll be right back after this music break. caught her, guys and gals. I finally caught China Doll. I caught it on video. No, actually, I caught it on camera. She's been cheating on Hollywood. I got her ass. Yesterday, we were at Madison Zoo, and there was the rhinoceros. It was her. It was the boyfriend. And I caught a picture of her, and I will be posting it in Discord. And I caught the best part of him the ass <laughs> she turned around I told her take you know turn around i want to take a picture Dumbass did next thing you know she's looking at a rhino's ass <laughs> you're a moron i was like that is a meme right there is that a meme or what
3: you're a moron
0: how am i a moron That's just
3: like when we seen... Oh, you were pissed. ...the wild ass, and I told the grandkids, look, there's your grandpa, he's a jackass.
0: But yeah, then I had to turn it around on her and say, you know what, that's the Democratic Party right there. We had a beautiful weekend, man, beautiful weekend, it was date weekend, took the grandbabies up to uh, Madison Zoo, seen some animals, Hollywood almost died. Uh, you know, cause China doll, she's like, you know, ah, oh, she's like, she, she's like walks and walks and walk. Here I am like, God damn, man. Yeah. You couldn't fucking breathe. Huh? I was like, dude, you know, I'm an old motherfucker, man. And you're still fucking with me here. Eh, well, let's go. Let's go. It's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs>
3: yeah. I still like how your uh, old, our oldest granddaughter called you out saying, Well, it's like Grandma's 30 and you're 60.
0: I am, but she was right. (laughs) I'm an old bastard, man, and I was like, oh my God, I'm dying here.
3: And I was still raring to go. I still had much more. What
0: are you, like a buck 15 wet? Mm, Maybe.
3: (laughs) What's that matter?
0: You're a buck 15 wet, man. So? And it's like, what the fuck, man? You're killing me here. You did it on purpose. That's what you did. How'd I do it on purpose? You were doing it on purpose.
3: Hell, the kids wanted to go play at the park after we left the zoo because the park was
0: right outside the zoo. And he's a.
3: <laughs> I
0: just put the picture in Discord so you guys can meme it up if you want to. <laughs> I really think that's just me with you or your ass in the background, dude. If that was me, man, I'd be hauling a you know a couple trips to make a trip, man. Shit. And we also got to see Maverick. I really enjoyed that one. It wasn't as good as the first one, though, was it? No. I don't think so. No. But it was badass, man. A lot of good shots and shit like that. Tom Cruise looking old as I am.
3: No, Tom Cruise doesn't look as old as you. You win on that one. Hey, man, fuck you.
0: Fuck you. (laughs) I ain't that old. That's like totally unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah, that was China, though. I I was hoping. It says,
3: Holly, asking you, isn't that you in the
0: background?
3: (laughs) (laughs) This shit's bouncing backfiring on you,
0: dude. I was hoping when I took that picture, you know how rhinoceroses, they're usually shitting all over the place. I was hopefully, I wanted to get you taking that picture and the rhinoceros shitting. That would have been the funniest fucking thing around. Don't you think? Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this is cracking me up, man. This photo's backfiring on you. It happens, it happens. The only thing I didn't like about the movie... What's that? The The fucking
3: seats. The seats in the theater were awful.
0: It's like they set you straight up like you're going to launch on the shuttle. I told you
3: we should have went to the one in Beloit because they got the nice recliners and shit. But no,
0: you didn't listen. I never listen. It's hard for me to listen. Uh Uh-uh. Especially to you. (laughs) Dang. It's very hard to listen to you. Why? Because when you open your mouth, it's like Freddy Krueger on a chalkboard. Wow! Yes. Wow! Yes. Anyway, I, I, you know, I got a very serious subject I gotta talk about before we get into serial killer uh, Monday, and that happens to be a guy out of Oklahoma City. He was convicted of murder. He's on death row. They already rescheduled him three times for the death penalty. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. He was only convicted on the word of somebody else who actually committed the murder. And it's coming out now that there's all kinds of evidence that was withheld The cops withheld and remind you, this guy's got another date for later this year to die. It's even bad that you have dozens of even lawmakers in Oklahoma trying to get this guy off. What's his story, China? What's his story? This is a sad one. Scary one, if you ask. This right here, I guess you can say, is the reason for the appeals.
3: Well, obviously, he's a prisoner on death row. He's being convicted of commissioning the 1997 murder of Barry Van Trees. Justin Sneed, the man who murdered Van Trees, well, when Sneed was 19, he had a a meth habit, agreed to play uh, to plead guilty in exchange for testifying against Richard, mm-hmm. and he ended up receiving a sentence of life without parole.
0: Now let's stop there. He's the one who actually killed the person.
3: Yeah, the one that Richard is on death row for and got a stay of execution three times
0: but because he claimed that he arranged it he's the one on death row yes he's mm-hmm. basically accusing
3: richard uh go. what is it glow strip or glock got whatever
0: let's uh, just uh, say uh, richard
3: uh, yeah uh he's the sneed guy is accusing richard of basically being a hit man for hire like he hired Sneed to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: But he didn't have nothing to do with the murder. No. And he got life because he said, hey, he told me to do this.
3: He, Yeah, he hired me to do it.
0: That's the only evidence that they have on him, supposedly, and he's going to die. Yeah. And again, you got Oklahoma lawmakers, a lot of them, are trying to get him off. Or at least try to get him a new uh, trial. Mm -hmm. And I heard that magically something got destroyed.
3: Yeah, it did, as a matter of fact.
0: That would have helped him. Because this is hearsay. Yeah,
3: there is actually... Well, in 2015, Oklahoma City Police released a 1999 police report showing that a box of evidence had been marked for destruction.
0: Something that could have helped him out. Yes. How could the state, in good sense, if you will, try to put a man like the, put him to death? On evidence of this, knowing that the cops screwed around. And I guess the cops are the ones who worked this other one to make it to where he confessed on this deal and then turned it around on this other guy.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, Richard's attorneys filed papers in September uh, 2015 asserting that two new witnesses were being intimidated in affidavits one witness had claimed that sneed laughed about lying in court about richard's involvement another said he was convinced based on his conversation with sneed that sneed
0: acted alone how you know, that shows you the depravity ...of the human species... ...when you sit there and laugh... ...when... ...somebody else ain't involved... ...and they're facing the death penalty. Mm -hmm. That's depravity right there. That is no... That's not even a human feeling right there. Nope. Because he got off... ...and got life for the murder... ...only because... It could have been him if he didn't say this about somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he was a meth head, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, he was a high, oh, extremely addicted high addict and was under the influence during pretty much all of And everybody of knows
0: the- you can't trust a meth head. You can't trust somebody that shoots up. They make shit up. You're damn
3: right. But hey, I bet you that's, I mean, come on, that's basically what he did. He didn't want the death penalties, so he's going to point fingers at somebody else. And I'm sure it's
0: not the first time it's happened. No, because you know what? This is going to freak you out. Going to freak everybody out. Over the years, you know who Scott Peterson is, right? Of course, who doesn't? Guess what? What? There's two suspects that they're looking into two people with that Lacey Peterson murder. He might have not have did it. But you know who convicted him? Not a jury, but the news, the media. They That's what they did. They convicted him. But they're looking into two people now. That's amazing.
3: Well, and the sad thing with uh, Richard here is uh, on on July 1st Mm. of, of this year, Richard was one of 25 death row inmates to be scheduled for execution in Oklahoma. He is actually scheduled for the fourth time. To be executed on September 22nd of this year.
0: My question is, if you have all these lawmakers that want to get him a new trial or think he's innocent, why the fuck ain't the governor stepping in? If I was some of them lawmakers, I'd be like, man, you see there's an injustice here. If you don't grant him clemency... I ain't gonna support you in the next uh election. why don't people have guts to stand up? This is something you might actually put an innocent man to jail over the word of a crackhead a meth head and how old was the meth head? it doesn't say it doesn't say no he wasn't nineteen or was it he wasn't he was
3: uh, boom, 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 boom. He was 19 at the time.
0: Okay, so you got a meth head, crack head, whatever head.
3: <laughs> that's a teenager, nonetheless.
0: At 19 years old, you're going to take the word of that and that's all they have is evidence to convict this guy.
3: Well, with exceptions to the evidence that was marked for desc- destruction in 2000.
0: What happened to beyond a reasonable doubt... If I was on that jury, I'd have been raising. I would have. Pro, I would have probably uh, voted not guilty. They'd have been all pissed at me. <laughs> because I would have sat there and told them the, the, the kid's a crackhead, and that's the only evidence they got is his word.
3: Yeah, it's basically just him versus it's Sneed versus Richard, basically. That's so a,
0: there's reasonable doubt.
3: There would be in my eyes, knowing what his past was like.
0: And that's what I always worry about. When you go to trial on something, they say a jury of your peers. Those ain't your peers. Say a biker went uh, and did something. Well, I want bikers on that, tri- <laughs> on that jury. What an unfair justice system. And the appeals court, where are they at?
3: Well, right now, that they say that the next step is for Oklahoma Attorney General John O'Connor to respond to the petition.
0: And, of course, they're going to respond that, yeah, he's guilty. Well, that's because they got to cover their ass. It don't matter if the guy might be not guilty. It, what matters is... I'm sorry about that. (laughs) I didn't turn the damn thing off. It don't matter if he might be innocent. As long as they keep the conviction in their corner. And a prosecutor is not there to prosecute innocent people. They're there to enforce justice. And I don't believe this is justice at all.
3: No, it specifically says that considering the facts we uncovered and that there exists no physical forensic evidence or credible corroborating, right? So there's no forensic evidence. No, linking uh, Richard to the crime, our conclusion is that no reasonable juror hearing the complete record would have convicted Richard of first-degree murder. You're damn right. And that was a stu- uh a statement that was just made in June
0: of this year. Mm-hmm. The death penalty's some tricky <laughs> shit, ain't it?
3: It is. Yeah, it makes you it makes you wonder how many other innocent.
0: Oh, people. you know they've killed. Innocents. Well, you know they
3: do. They do have that. What is it called? The Innocence Project.
0: Oh my God, they're awesome!
3: You know, and they have found. Hundreds of people that have been inmates on death row, nonetheless, let alone people serving, you know, life without parole. Mm-hmm. That in af- you know so many years after the crime was committed, right? That they were found guilt that they were found guilty of. Well, a lot of these cases were done when DNA wasn't a thing.
0: Actually, look up the Innocent Project's and website
3: now. DNA and the Innocent Project is going set, hand in set, hand, setting a lot of people free.
0: While you looked that up uh, earlier in uh, the show, I was talking about a bandito that is going on trial now, and how a summation, basically a summation, where you say yes, I was a part of a criminal gang, all that stuff, and how it might affect the new trial, because one's already been found not guilty, this guy hasn't. But how the, the prosecution's going to use that, and that's not justice in my uh, viewpoint. But the Innocent Project, I really believe in this.
3: Well, their biggest thing is that they advocate for reforms that... Prevent help prevent and address wrongful conviction. Basically they do they deal with like jailhouse informants, inadequate defense,
0: misuse forensic science.
3: That's testing you know with the
0: DNA. That's one thing. What do you think about jailhouse informants convicting somebody?
3: You know, I'd say in my personal opinion, like 90% of the jailhouse informants are doing what they're doing to get less, sentence on, less time on You're their side. You're damn sentence. right. So it's like, I don't know why you would trust a jailhouse informant.
0: You're damn right.
3: Because they're just trying to get themselves out.
0: And especially in a high-profile murder trial, mm-hmm. I never trust them.
3: I mean, if you, I mean, it's like, all oh, he said, she said, she said, she said, he said, he said kind of thing when you have a jailhouse informant, because most of the time they're like, well, so-and-so said, mm-hmm. do you got proof that they said it? No, because it was just you and that person.
0: Yeah. It's hearsay. I would never, again, if we were on a, a jury, I'd never <laughs> take his word. And a lot of people get convicted
3: because of jailhouse informants. Mm-hmm. And then the sad part is, is that said informant, now they got lesser time on their sentence because of ratting someone out Mm. and lying about it.
0: Right. And had nothing to do with the case whatsoever. No. So this Innocent Project, go ahead, uh, we watched some docos on this. Mm. Very interesting shit that these people do. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, it's... There's so there's so many cases that they've done. I mean, they've dealt with people that have that are now free. That's like one served eighteen
0: years. You imagine serving eighteen years and didn't do a fucking thing.
3: No, how about Malcolm Alexander served thirty eight years and was proved
0: shit. And was proved innocent. And what's even worse? Is now these states, they're vindictive fuckers passing laws that you can only get a specific amount of money depending on how many years you served in prison. That's some vindictive shit. Mm -hmm. That's pouring salt into the wound.
3: And that actually is the, the one person that served the most time. That they got their suffering. life's over
0: 38 years.
3: The life's over, then there's multiple people that serve 25 years, 16, 15, uh, 28 years. Uh, some people got lucky and they got their help and only ended up serving th- somewhere between three and five years, but the majority of them are. Fifteen years or more, they have served in jail, in prison, and come to find out after the innocent
0: project stepped in, they are now free. And what's even worse is the prosecutors fought them every step of the way. Oh, yeah. Even though they had the evidence that the, the whatever person serving time didn't do it. Yeah. 38 years, can you imagine that? It's sad. Oh, I'd be pissed off when I got out. I'd actually go do something because of what they did. And you imagine 38 years, how much things would have changed over that time? Say somebody was innocent and went in in 1980. They wouldn't know what the hell they were walking into or walking out to after 38 years. A lot changed since the 80s.
3: Oh, definitely.
0: I don't think they'd be able to get back into society after that long. Cuz they'd be all confused and shit.
3: Oh, 100%. They they they're not going to have a clue.
0: They look at they went in during the Atari days and now they're coming out the Xbox. Or they wouldn't know what a fucking cell phone was. Or how to video chat.
3: Well, you never know what goes on in, you know, prison, though.
0: But you remember when we went? We had rotary phones? Yeah. And we always dreamed of being able to communicate on a device or on a phone. where you to video? Yeah. And now... It's normal. So somebody coming out after 38 years is good. They probably commit fucking suicide. That's how bad it is. Because they're lost. And then they not only during that 38 years. They sat there knowing that they were innocent. But coming out to see what they missed.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, like Noel D, he's like, the they have TVs, they know what's going on. Okay, you know what, having a TV in prison is totally different than having the hands-on experience. Walking out to the stuff. You know, yeah, you're gonna see that they... And you gotta up. remember,
0: you're talking about prison TV. You only got a few fucking channels that they choose. But it's not giving you the all-around experience of how it's changed. It's not going to give you the experience
3: of going home to where you live. And seeing. And seeing in 30 years, 20 years, whatever, how different your own neighborhood is Mm -hmm. after all that time of being gone. It's not going to change. You used to eat at this specific
0: place before you went in. And nothing's And there that anymore. place
3: has been gone and six different restaurants or whatever since then.
0: Or you see your kids grow up behind bars. That was taken away from you.
3: Yeah, I mean, imagine after 20-plus years of being wrongfully convicted and you get out and you get to hug your kid for the first time.
0: For the, all those... That think that it doesn't affect somebody. Here's what I want you to do. I'm gonna give them a test. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to find you probably have it in your house, a small room like a six by six. and I want to I want you to put yourself in that room. For 23 hours. That's what I want you to do. And you only get one hour out of that room. And I want you to do it for a week. And see if you can handle it. My answer is probably not, yes? Oh, hell no. And imagine doing that for 38 years. And all you have is a few channels on the TV. 'Cause that's mostly what's going on in Max uh, prisons right now. It ain't like you see in the movies.
3: Grandpa Slayer said no thank you.
0: No thank you. But where is the compassion for these guys that didn't do it? Again, go lock your ass up in there for twenty three hours, get a TV, you can run to the bathroom. But you only get to go out of your cell one hour. So, yeah. I do feel sorry for them guys. An innocent project is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Because they cage them like an animal. Well, and like
3: you said, a lot of times, a lot of these people get convicted because of the media. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the... They poison in the I, jury pool. And I don't care how many people that are on juries. No, no, no. Nothing will affect my decision. You're full of shit. You're damn right. You're gonna hear the littlest freaking bullshit thing from some fucking stupid-ass news media and be like, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, you know, and... Yeah, they sequester you, but you know what? No, most of the time they won't. But but you know what? Even if they did, you know what I mean? Well, look at Kyle... you're going to have all that influence
0: prior to you even being on the jury. Look at Kyle Rittenhouse, how bad that trial was. Look at the trial of those cops, that George Floyd shit. It was if they were sequestered, they wouldn't be worrying. About if there was riots. I don't think them cops got a fair shake. Because the dude. Everybody's putting him on a pedestal. He's a freaking drug addict. That was going to die anyway. Innocent. But because of politics. Because of the freaking bullshit in the media. No. Not cool man. Not cool at all. That ain't a fair trial. Not as what the founders envisioned. And don't uh, don't uh, the in, uh, innocent project take donations? Yeah, they do. Right on their website. So it's a really good thing if you check into them and see what the organization's about. Because hey, you could land into that shit.
3: Yeah, you don't know. You never know. You never know. You could be walking down the street, and next thing you know, you can get yourself arrested. And you didn't do shit, but somebody could have accused you of something.
0: And this happens in clubs, this happens in real life, all the damn time. All the damn time. Like I said, the summation process might fuck this other guy in the Bandito case. Because he took the plea deal, and he happily said he would never hang around them again. So just think how that's going to affect that trial. But coming up in the second half of the uh, segment here, China Dow picked a good one for Serial Killer Monday. And we're doing a woman now, aren't we, today? Well, yes, it's a woman, but...
3: She had help from her husband.
0: Oh, this is going to be a good one. We're going with no resolving, Ozzy Osbourne. Most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Right on. It's time to cruise with your sex drive.
3: Grab onto your clutch. Put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual
0: stimulation. Jerry got tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. She's over here laughing how the sweeper is. <laughs> what do we got?
3: All right. Let the truth reveal itself, people.
0: Ah, shit. Here we go. And you know what? You say let the truth reveal itself, but you yell at me because I got no filter. Well, let's see if you have a filter here. What do we got?
3: Have you ever forgotten the name of the person you were sleeping with
0: 100% yes (laughs) 100% yes yes I have I am guilty so
3: then you look at the person you're with hey sweetie hi (laughs) because you don't know what her name
0: is oh hell yes morning (laughs) hon (laughs) <laughs> Wait a second. Morning, hon. That means me. Oh, shit. My bad. What a bitch. <laughs> what an asshole. What? You forget me name. I never forget yours. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have. Ain't that the most I, I, uncomfortable I, position?
3: I have been called your ex-wife's name. That's just rude as shit. There is nothing alike. That sucks. Grandpa Slayer never knew the name of a few.
0: <laughs> hey, it happens. Hey, what's your uh, name there, honey? <laughs> well, you're in here fucking me. You, should, you know, I've told you already three times. I <laughs> know you didn't. <laughs> See, with me, I got an excuse because, you know, I've been having a hard time with the memory. So I've been having the excuse of okay, hey, what's up? What's up? Oh yeah, baby, <laughs> that's what you got to say, because it's like China. I forget. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, but the funny thing is, is that me, your ex-wife, total polar opposite.
0: Oh my goodness gracious, do I have to admit it? So, and I like I said in another episode, I don't even consider you know her an ex-wife. That was it. <laughs> She's a birthing person. Oh, God. <laughs> She's a baby factory.
3: Hell yeah, that's all it was. Well, you know, if you really think about it, she kind of is, or was.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> Holy shit. So I'm sure people have Can forgotten. Can I knock on your ex-wife? Go for it. All right, cool. This is fun. I like uh, knocking on her, too.
3: Let's see. She's got... Four kids?
0: I think so. Three baby daddies. Three baby daddies. She's one of them. She a hoe. She one of them. She a hoe. Anyway, let's go into our serial killer Monday. China Doll has a devious woman. Rosemary Pauline West. And this is a recent one.
3: She's an English serial killer who collaborated with
0: her husband, Fred West. Now, let's stop right there. English. Yeah. Why she was cunyass? You think she had that British accent? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it'd be an interesting death, I guess. I, I guess. Know. I don't know. That'd be kind of... Never mind. Whatever. While well, he, the two of them, collaborated together in the torture and murder of at least nine young women. Between 1973 and 1987. She, so they went 14, She also mur- 14
0: years. She
3: also murdered her eight year old stepdaughter in 1971. What a cunt. The majority of these murders took place at the West, West Residence in, I don't even know, Gla- Glaushche- Gloucester. Gloucester? Yeah, whatever. Rose is currently, currently, An inmate at HM Prison Newhall, Flockton, West Yorkshire, after being convicted in 1995 of ten murders.
0: How is it when it's a? It it was a couple, right? Yeah. Why was it killing the fucking girls? What would he? What was she? Send out the husband uh, to bring the broads home, or was it opposite? And you go and kill the girls? Well, was she pissed off because the threesome went bad?
3: Well, we will find out. <laughs> but now she is the only one facing these charges because Fred died by suicide in prison in
0: 1994, huh.
3: awaiting his trial. Donna
0: said, Hell no, I know who I slept with. <laughs> At least you keep a notepad keep it in your google docs what that's what i do man that way i don't get in trouble <laughs> but go ahead go ahead
3: <laughs> sorry <laughs> hello nothing sorry that just was weird all right the murder of charmaine west which happens to have been her stepdaughter.
0: You know what? That's so fucking sad.
3: Well, I guess Fred did some prison time. Oh, my God, Fred.
0: (laughs) Her husband, who... Who gets named Fred? I'd be pissed.
3: Fred Rogers, man, Mr. Rogers.
0: I'd be pissed
3: off if my parents (laughs) called me, What's up, Fred? (laughs) Sounds like something you'd name a basset hound.
0: (laughs) Right? That out of smoking the bandit. (laughs)
3: Fred. <laughs> All right. Anywho, Rosebellie is believed to have killed Charmaine shortly after Fred's prison release in June of uh, 1971. She is known to have taken Charmaine, Anne Marie, and Heather to visit Fred on June 15th. Mm-hmm. He. It is believed to have be been like very shortly after this date that she was murdered. Forensic odontology mm-hmm. confirmation that Charmaine had died while Fred was still incarcerated. Further testimony from uh, Tracy Giles, the mother, got Tracy Giles's mother, Shirley, corroborated that the fact that Charmaine had been murdered Prior to Fred's release, mm-hmm. I mm. Rose explained was it Charmaine's Fred's disa- daughter. It was Fred's daughter. Oh, I'd be,
0: I'd kill her ass.
3: So basically, she killed Fred's daughter while he was incarcerated. Mm. Rose explained Charmaine's disappearance to others who in inquired about her whereabouts by claiming that Fred's first wife had. Called and taken the eldest daughter to live with her in Bristol, so she tried playing it off that she, she went trying to live to convict
0: with somebody else.
3: No, she went to live with her actual mother instead of being with her stepmother.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: She even informed the staff at Charmaine's primary school that the child moved to be with her mother in London. When Fred was released from prison, he's uh. His other daughter, Anna Marie's, concerns for her sister's whereabouts by claiming her mother had collected Charmaine and returned to Scotland.
0: Where were the fucking cops on this?
3: I have no no idea. Charmaine's body was initially stowed in the coal cellar. Oh, come on. Yeah, until Fred was released from prison. He later buried her naked body in a yard. Him? Yes. Yeah. Are
0: you shitting me, him? And I
3: guess he found her. <laughs> he buried her naked body in a yard close to the back door of the flat that they were living in. And he remained adamant that he had not dismembered her. A subsequent post-mortem suggested that the body had been severed at the hip. The damage may have been caused by building by building work Fred conducted at the property in 76. So, and this is his daughter. Yeah. Her body was exhumed in 1994. Evil. And here's the funny thing. Her body was not exhumed until 1994, but yet this happened in 71. Oh, my God. So, it took until 1994 to exhume his daughter and her stepdaughter.
0: And where was the mother during this? The mother, she didn't say, hey, I haven't seen my fucking kid. You need to look?
3: No information. It says that Raina, which is his ex-wife, maintained contact with her children on each occasion she since she and Fred separated, she's also known to have visited Fred's family and inquired as her children's whereabouts and welfare back in 1971.
0: How arcane it was back in them days as So, far as I, I,
3: I, From what it sounds like, they were estranged, mm-hmm. and the kids really did not have that much contact with the mother.
0: Moving on to these other murders. Now we see what kind of people they are. Holy shit. Well,
3: Fred and Rose were married in <clears throat> 1972. Mm-hmm. And Fred and Rose... uh had a child they've had they had two poor kids shortly after giving birth to her second child rose began to become a prostitute fred ah. fred kind of pimped her out <laughs> ah. yeah fred encouraged it
0: yeah but he would with all the money
3: and Bobbing then on on the
0: while dial.
3: And here's the thing is, is Fred encountered via, he like would, Rose engage in casual suck with both men and women. hmm Okay. And she bragged to several people that no man or woman can completely satisfy her. This is Rose. When engaging in sexual relations with women, Rose would gradually increase the level of brutality to which she subjected her partner with acts such as partic- participating in suffocation, uh, using extremely large dildos on her partner's body. And if resisted or expressed any pain or fear, it would actually excite her.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And she would typically ask, Aren't you women enough? Aren't you woman enough to take it? Wow. So many of these women, it became apparent Rose and her husband, obviously, like you questioned, participated in threesomes. Oh, and then she got pissed off. Which typically involved bondage, no sexual limits, to cater to all their fetishes. She even had... Multiple restraining devices and plenty of photographs
0: and even a collection of videos. So basically, would she kill them after they they were done with them?
3: Basically. If it didn't go the way she wanted it to.
0: So if it didn't go the way she wanted it to, she would kill their ass. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Then of course she she tried using the domestic violence excuse, saying that uh, Rose. But the fun thing is, is she would explain it as she was being violent, having the domestic violence against her. But technically, Rose used to chase Fred around with carving knives. (laughs) Fred would be able to slam shut a door in a room that she had, he had to run from Rose because Rose continuously lunged at him with the knife, resulting in the knife embedding itself into the door. <laughs> Holy fuck. So she would claim that she was being abused when technically she was abusing him.
0: <laughs> I would have committed suicide in prison too. Well, and
3: then... uh. Anna Marie West, which was an eight-year-old, oh, sick fuckers, and, and and a daughter. Well, she was stripped naked, bound to a mattress. Okay, let's and, go to and, another one and
0: gagged by yeah. Fred. Okay, another one. I you know with keep me going, and the kids. Yeah, all right. I don't well, like that one.
3: How about uh, Caroline Owens, who was a 17-year-old girl that was the children's nanny? Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, she she was one of their first.
0: What a sick puppy this broad is.
3: The thing is, is they did do an interview with this Rose West in 2021. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks to Rose West and her deceased husband, Fred West, a dark cloud will forever hang over Cromwell Street in Gloucester. Where it is not for the concern of children's services, the true extent of their crimes might have never been uncovered. Fred West confessed to 12 murders shortly after police found human human femur under the couple's home. Fred would direct the police to the graves of his and Rose's victims and the horror of Fred and Rose's murderous rampage. Oh my! Fred God. did not stand trial because he committed suicide before justice could be served.
0: Yeah, fucking coward.
3: On the other hand, Rose maintained her innocence, claiming Fred worked alone. Mm, of course however her pleas fell on deaf on deaf ears and authorities handed her a life sentence
0: good for them good for them and now her biggest
3: thing is she is fighting severe obesity fuck her so they say that despite the preferential treatment rose adopted a reserve life in her new home She ballooned in weight to an unhealthy diet, putting her at risk for developing heart disease. Daily Star says she is so heavy that she is often out of breath and sometimes has to have help getting up off the toilet. Nasty
0: fucker. It's time for Cards Against Humanity get your nastiness ready. Okay, moving on to something fun right now. My goodness gracious, that was fucked up. Really? What do we got for today, China? What do we got? Okay, random, random, random.
3: Are you ready? We're ready. All right, everybody, think about this before you answer. Think It's hard for her to think, so she needs your help. Yeah, but you all need to think. Have you ever gotten nervous during sex?
0: Raising your hand, me! I remember my first time poking a freaking broad with a rubber on. I thought, oh shit, man, I'm going to get this bitch pregnant. You're damn right I got nervous. It was like, oh man... And it didn't help that the fucking uh, first time the broad was a freak. What do you mean a freak? She was a freak. How? You know, she was older than me and she pumped already. Here I am getting de-virginized. Worrying about popping this broad and getting a pregnant.
3: Oh, you're terrible.
0: I think every guy's like that. But then you got to worry about the parents coming in and all that shit. Getting caught pumping the daughter. Yes, men have it worse than women.
3: You always insist that men have it worse than women. They do No uh, Women don't get that nervous, do they? I think women get extremely nervous, especially if they haven't had sex in a long time. Then they
0: get popped or broke open again.
3: (laughs) Rediverginized.
0: Rediverginized.
3: Plus, then, you know, you always got that thing in the back of your head going, is this actually going to be any good? <laughs> you fucking women, man. Hey, are this all... going to suck? Is this guy actually going to get me off? <laughs> you're always putting pressure on men, these women. Hey, we have equal amounts of pressure. No, we men do. have to worry
0: about, am I going to be able to perform and... Women sit there and make it so hard because they just lay there like oaks. So yeah, a guy is going to get nervous. I mean, if you think about it,
3: before you're in a relationship, you know, you're you're out, you're playing the field or whatever, and I would women think women more than men. And I would think that you would get nervous before you had sex with any
0: of them. You know what? I think you're right. I think you are,
3: yeah, thanks, thanks, dirty knobs, because that was his point.
0: <laughs> I think you would. I think you would, because you don't know the per you don't know'. Em.
3: I mean, you can tell when a guy gets nervous because his shit won't get hard, but
0: <laughs> women don't have that problem <laughs> Women have it easy
3: <laughs> <laughs> we have it easy. Yes. no, we don't. You don't have to get hard. No, we don't have to get hard, but we got to get wet and what's going on because you're so nervous about being with whoever you're with at that time that, you know, the chick can't even get wet. So dude can't get hard, chick can't get wet. Mm.
0: It's all a nervous ball. I
3: I wonder if it's more nerves or this shouldn't be happening. (laughs) (laughs) That should be a warning. I'm wondering if that's like a red flag that y'all shouldn't have sex.
0: (laughs) I agree.
3: And we're not talking can't-get-hard whiskey, Dick. We're just talking can't-get-hard in general.
0: Why do women even try to, you know, get boned with somebody, you know? Because it can go two ways with the whiskey. If they're drunk, you got one
3: way where they're completely flaccid and shit's just not going to happen. Or you got the other way where they get rock hard, but you get to get off, and they can't.
0: Nasty women. (laughs) And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.